clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Time to lay down some serious sound. I pray we never mock the word. Time to lay down some serious sound. Hear ye, hear ye, it's a flood warning, it's easy to mock, if you've never seen it pouring, they like, we've never seen rain before, then here you come saying God sent us gonna pour, so we choose our way, and reject salvation though it's priceless, the same reason was stone a prophet, but you saw a psychic, so please remember, when Noah was the butt of the joke, but when the flood came, those who left was chasing his boat, but it was too late, no man could stay afloat. Even if Michael Phelps in his prom with the strokes uh, Flood even cover mountains like cloaks To clouds where I view, like you, looking like smoke uh, The depth of sin will have you laughing at hope And only take Jesus serious as gold on the rope Hanging on chain, merrily blaspheming his name Because judgment is an instant, we think it's rap is a game uh, I pray we never mock his word uh, I pray we never mock his word Church let us never mock his word, uh. let us never mock his word, glorify him, yeah. let us glorify him, church glorify him, let us never deny him. Too often church becomes like a circus or a game show Prophets are only good things and not the gimmick to attach his name on Never seen someone leap for joy when being robbed Cause they're convinced the false prophecy is the voice of God The glory of God is not enough so a seed for earthly treasure Competing for itch and ears so-called prophets are fortune tellers Who wanna be seen abuse the scriptures lusting for green And so the world samples and blaspheme over Christian themes Question what? What does the world mock us? We're cool with it, as long as it leads to profits Toxic seeds only breed and lead to more robbers With the form of godliness, but no power Humble us, question, what is perspective? He supplies the very breath we use to reject him But help us love repentance and never mock your word Till our appetite for the things of this world have been curved I pray we never mock his word I pray we never mock his word Church let us never mock his word, uh. let us never mock his word, glorify him, let us glorify him, church glorify him, let us never deny him. Time to lay down some serious sound. Yo, welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, that was one of my new singles from my upcoming album, Mocking Word, featuring Esther Smith. Make sure you go download Mocking Word as well as my, my other new single, Denial, which is available. They're both available on all digital outlets. Listen, I want to thank everyone who has been supporting uh, the Path of Revelation podcast as well as Path of Revelation music and have um, those who have been supporting me as I start my new journey as a solo artist. Um, and you guys have just been great. You know, a lot of you guys have donated um, to Path of Revelation for the sake of producing godly content. And I just want to thank all of you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, but listen, man, we have a great show today. <laughs> 
revisiting Kanye. Uh, we I want to revisit the Kanye conversation real quick um, because he's trending like crazy um, once again ever since he um, dropped his uh, new album, Jesus is King, which just dropped, I believe, last Friday. And so I can't jump on social media or pick up my phone <laughs> without seeing Kanye West. And um, and so I really want to I really want to revisit this this conversation um, because I've had a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people hitting me up, um, emailing me, inboxing me, tagging me in different posts. And I haven't said much about Kanye West publicly since the last show that I did on him. And I believe that was like four shows ago. And so I haven't purposely been ignoring a lot of you guys. But I think this this Kanye West topic, it is a serious conversation. And I say conversation because I don't think this what's happening with with Kanye West can be captured in a Facebook post or a tweet or a tweet or Instagram post. And so I've seen many posts um, endorsing and for Kanye West excited about his new proclamation of faith um and i've seen posts from christians who are like man i don't trust this guy he's the antichrist or he's a part of the antichrist agenda and so i just don't trust him and so i've seen in all of this the body of christ or those who profess christ at each other's throat um, I've seen Christians condemning Kanye West. And listen, like I follow I've I followed Kanye West since he first came on the scene. And he's always been one of the most braggadocious, blasphemous, sexually explicit artists uh since I can remember. Um, but I don't think it's right for us as Christians to count Kanye out. I don't think it's right for us as Christians to have the posture and the and the mindset and even the proclamation that God can't save someone like Kanye West. I also think is I also think it's wrong when Christians condemn other Christians for being cautious of Kanye West and maybe even skeptical. And so um as as I as I dive in this, I want to set up a few preliminaries. <laughs> um because again, this is a touchy topic and me personally I don't even co-sign Christian artists. I don't co-sign Christian artists I don't know. And so there's no difference with Kanye West. Like there's Christian artists I, I've heard their music 
And I think they're, I, I may even think their music is dope and, and biblically sound and, and represents Christ, but I still won't publicly endorse them or support them um, because, and, and hear me good, I've grown up in church my entire life. And when I say I've grown up in church, I've been around church my whole life. I've been around the institution of church my whole life. And I've been around artists, Christian artists my entire life. Some who really love God and 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 what they proclaim on stage, they actually live. And I've also been around Christian artists who proclaim Jesus and say the right things on stage. But they but their lifestyle is opposite of their proclamation. And we know the Bible says that we shouldn't just be hearers of the word. But we ought to be doers of the word. And so I've been around Christian artists, Christian creatives who will passionately sing about Jesus on the stage or put on a good performance, proclaim, even proclaim the gospel, say the right things. But when you go to their Instagram page or when you go to their Facebook page, when you look in their stories, it is the opposite representation of Christ. And and so I don't I don't co-sign Christian artists who I don't have a personal relationship with because when I when I go on social media listen to certain interviews there are many Christian artists who move and, 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 and give interviews and things of that nature that is actually a contradiction to some of the things that they proclaim. Some of these artists will proclaim um, how important it is to be unashamed, how important it is for us to be separate from the world, how important it is for us, for there to be a distinction between us and the world, but yet those same artists will be seen rubbing shoulders with hypocrites or people who fit the bill or the description of the compromise that they were just proclaiming. And I think a good, good example of this would be, um, and I'm going to just go say his name, KB. KB, now everybody and I'm getting to the Kanye West revisiting Kanye, but I'm going somewhere with this. But a lot of people will say like, yo, KB is the only one, one of the only ones in reach that's still representing him and, and talking about Christ. But I, when I look at KB, his boss, his mentor is Lecrae. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not about to get into all the details and everything, but if Lecrae has comp, he compromised. Lecrae represents the compromise in the state of where Christian rap is today. He 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 is like the face of what got us here or got Christian rap where it is today in terms of the watered down message, the message that got away from the cross, that got away from the gospel um, centered messages. And I can confidently say that because Lecrae has been 
the example or the face of Christian rap for the last probably last 10 years. But when I look at KB, KB makes this song on his last album. And I wasn't even planning to go this way, but I'm making a point. KB makes this song about called The Art of Drift. And he's rapping about how Christian artists, a Christian artist begins to compromise. He, it, it, the, it, it goes, the message goes from being missional to now it's about the brand and making money. It's about fame. And, and, and he talks about how the motive of this artist begins to change. And I, and I can't help when listening to this song, I'm like, man, your boss fits most of the description in this song. <laughs> but it's like, man, I think that that's scary to me that an artist can align himself with someone and he's and he has a song that's exposing the person he's aligning himself with. It's like a contradiction. It's like it's almost like we know and this is why I just don't co-sign artists. If I can't call you and be like, yo, you tripping or what's up? Or if I can't hold you, like, I'm just not going to co-sign you. But it's, it's like, man, we can say things that we don't really mean. Like, it's almost like, man, truth, even truth. It's like saying the right thing has become like rap battle bars. <laughs> what do I mean by that? <laughs> In rap, for, for you guys who have ever um, watched rap battle or know anything about battle rap it's a bunch of guys saying a bunch of things that they're not gonna do <laughs> like just for the sake of shock value they'll say some of the most crazy stuff but 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 the audience knows that they have no intention of actually doing those things and so that's how I feel that um, that's how I feel many of us Christian creatives are today and preachers. It's about the punchline, not the application of the punchline. And so we'll say something that's true. We'll say something that's actually right. But it'll it'll stop there. It's not about the application and actually walking it out when you don't have an audience to applaud you. And so, man, I'm just being honest, man. I'm sick of it, man. And this and maybe this is why <laughs> I haven't gone further in the industry. And to be honest, I don't care. I don't care, man. See, for me, it's, a, it's, it's about souls. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ uncompromised. And so when I look at What's happening with Kanye West? I've had a lot of people say, man, hey, man, we should celebrate. We should just celebrate because he he's proclaiming Christ. And listen, I've been following this situation. I haven't watched every single interview or whatever, but I've watched enough clips of Sunday service. I've watched multiple interviews of Kanye West, and I'm not just looking at the good things that he's saying. Because he is actually saying good things. Like, I think it's dope when he comes out and saying, man, I repent, man. Christ is God, man. Like, I was a sinner. I was a blasphemer. I think it's dope when he says, um, 
uh, um, he, he said something in one of the interviews. He said, I used I used to think I was God of culture. But I realized that culture was my God. And he's saying a lot of thing, good things about repentance and, and putting faith in Christ. But man, it's, it's some red flags here too. And so what I want to do is I want to deal with the aspect of as long as Christ is preached. A lot of people quote Philippians 1 where it talks about whether some whether someone has ill motives or whatever long as Christ is preached and I want to read this real quick and I'm kind of going to go backwards though but it's found in Philippians chapter 1 verse 15 and usually this is the part of this chapter I hear a lot of people focus on but I think it's important that we look at the entire chapter to put these particular verses that I'm about to read in context. And so Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. And in verse 15, he says, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. In other words, he says, some people preach Christ from a spirit of jealousy and competition, or in other words, they preach in Christ with the wrong motive, but others from goodwill, or in other words, with the right motive. Verse 16, the latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. Verse 17, the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Like, what what are we to do with this? In other words, only that in every way, whether in pretense, whether in the wrong motive or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. Yes. And I will rejoice. So so most people will read this and say, hey, long as Christ is being proclaimed, it don't matter Kanye's motive. It doesn't matter a person's motive long as Christ is being proclaimed. But here's what I'll say to this. Paul is two points I'll make. Paul is rejoicing that the gospel is being proclaimed. He's not endorsing the people who have the wrong motive, though. He's not endorsing. He's not putting his endorsement on someone who has ill motives or or is proclaiming the gospel out of selfish ambition. He's saying as long as the message is of of the true gospel is being proclaimed. It's going to bless someone. But here's another point. It never says it doesn't matter which gospel is being proclaimed. It never says it doesn't matter which Jesus is being proclaimed. Like it never says it's okay to preach another Christ. It's like Paul isn't high-fiving the Mormons. <laughs> he isn't high-fiving Jehovah's Witness. 
or Muslims in their in their versions of Christ. But he says, as long as Christ is being preached, as long as the gospel is going forward. But he's not like we I believe and, and here, I don't want you guys to take this as an endorsement of Kanye West, because one thing I'll I try to be honest when I assess these things. And one thing I will say um, because I was asked, hey, did you check out his album? Did you check out the Sunday services? And yeah, I, I, I checked them out. And I heard the gospel. I heard the gospel proclaimed in his album. I heard repentance. I heard Christ being exalted. And when I watched the Sunday services, his pastor preaches the gospel. And in that, I can say, long as Christ is being preached. But I'm not, this is not an endorsement of Kanye. This is not an endorsement of the Sunday services. Um, this is an endorsement of the gospel being preached. But I do have some concerns, some extreme concerns with the whole Kanye thing as well, because people are just, I don't listen. I know I know everyone's excited, but when I I've been following this Kanye transition um for a while now. And I would even say I've been following it before it went viral, viral. But some alarming things that Kanye talked about, um he did a 2-hour interview with with um I forgot who it was with but he did like a 2 hour interview and in the interview he said some good things he talked about you know his his change and how he 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 he's found Christ and how he's abandoning his old ways and how he's trusting in Christ for his righteousness all that sounds good but Kanye also said that he's 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 moved in the middle of Wyoming and I'm just keeping it real with you guys. He's moved in the middle of nowhere out in Wyoming with a bunch of land. And in the interview, he says he's looking to build a Yeezy community where people will live in his community. And he's planning to grow crops where he can uh, produce his own fabric for his clothing and his fashion. Um, he talked about, he talked a lot about his ambitions in fashion and, and just taking his brand to the next level. And that, and that was a red flag for me. Um, he also talked about actually starting a church. So he, his ambition is to become a pastor and put a church in the middle of this community where he has people living on this community. And I'm just going to be honest, man. It sounds like a court. It sounds like Kanye is working towards building or creating a court that will help fuel a a fashion icon, music, 
creator, influencer, di- um, um, empire, where Kanye is the head and the face of it. And this and this and, and I'm just being honest, this is a red flag to me. And this goes back to the original point that I made in the beginning. I've heard people proclaim Jesus on stage. I've heard people proclaim Jesus on in their music, on albums and on stage. And it's just and it's just that for a lot of people. It's a performance. I think we're in a bad place in the church where we judge a person's salvation based off of a performance on a stage and on an album or even in an interview, which I think all of those things are important, but like, I can't help but be skeptical when your newfound faith comes with an album rollout, with the album merch and tour, and your face is everywhere. Um, some people are, <laughs> I saw a funny joke on Facebook. Somebody was like, man, Y'all acting like Kanye saved Jesus. <laughs> and it's and it and it's sad, but it's it's funny at the same time. And I'm not saying that all all Christians are responding this way. Like I've seen some some Christians who seem genuinely happy um because they believe that Kanye's profession is sincere and they watched him for so many years blaspheme and and, and blaspheme the name of Jesus and, and stuff. And now he's denouncing those things. But as I can rejoice when I hear the gospel message being preached, I also can be skeptical and look at the things that are being said and done around the right things that are being said. And I'll say this, some of us, and hear me good, some of us who are mature in the faith now, and we have a no nonsense when it comes to compromise and sin. Some of us met the Lord and got saved in churches that are ran like courts. <laughs> Some of us got saved under ministries that are ran like courts. Now, this is not me saying that's OK, but the point I'm making is. You got the gospel under a ministry that wasn't solid but now you've moved on to a place because you see the the things around the message that aren't beneficial that actually can mislead people and by the grace of God you weren't one of the people that was damaged by the things around the message some of you guys I hope I hope I'm making myself clear like, for example, there are churches who preach the gospel, but the gospel isn't the primary focus of the church. And some of us heard the gospel and responded to it because God had been working in our hearts. God shielded our hearts from the false doctrine that was around the gospel. God shielded our hearts around the ill motives 
that were surrounded by the gospel that that surrounded the gospel message but our hearts cling because we were hungry for Christ we grabbed a hold of that message and we had a real encounter with Jesus and as we begin to learn about Jesus and hunger and thirst after righteousness our eyes became open and we begin to see the things that were foreign to his will even within the church that we were saved that might not have been doing things that were beneficial for people and so when I look at like a, a this, this whole Kanye West movement one of the biggest red flags is that it seems like the music is just as important if not more important than the message and this is the problem that I have with and, and this is b even before Kanye West this Kanye West situation for you guys who have been listening to the path of revelation podcast, you guys know I've been on this tip. The problem, and I've said this, one of the biggest problems in the church today is we elevate talent and gifts above fruit. Like, okay, if Kanye is sincere, praise God, he's excited. But at some point in time, it has to become about discipleship and actually growing and knowing what you're talking about, because now he's out front and he's at the forefront as an example of he's really because of his influence, taking the, a lead role in what it means to be a Christian. But yet he's supposedly a new convert. And, and one of the red flags is his pastor never asked him to sit down. His pastor um, in one of the interviews was like, hey, this, he's he's famous, so he's going to. And I think I think the problem is we elevate people's status above their fruit and maturity. We elevate people's status and their talent above their qualifications. And, and one of the things that I can't help, I can't ignore is. When I look at the scriptures, I never saw I, we never see Jesus or the apostles winning a person or evangelizing to a person who has great influence amongst people and saying, hey, come to Christ and we'll use your influence to win more people to Christ. Like when we look at the rich young ruler. Which I think is a great example Jesus didn't go to the rich young ruler and say, hey, keep all your wealth and your influence and follow me and, and, and I'll use your wealth and influence to win more people. No, because influence and wealth was his idol. Jesus said, sacrifice those things to follow me. Which is consistent with when Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, if any man will come after me, he must first deny himself. And so Jesus tells the rich young ruler, deny yourself to follow me and you'll have great treasure in heaven. Jesus could have easily said, hey, let's use your influence. But he didn't do that. And so when I look at Kanye. Kanye is is 
is more popular today than he's ever been. And in his post in in his pre-proclamation of Christ days, because I follow Kanye, he was always thirsty for attention and to be the center of attention and recognition. His ego was big. And so you mean to tell me when a person like him comes to Christ, he doesn't have to deny that. Like his name can still be in lights and the world can still embrace him like even more. That's a red flag to me. I'm just being honest. And so while I can celebrate the the sound bites that I've heard of the gospel being proclaimed because the message doesn't belong to any of us. The message of the cross doesn't belong to any of us. I can celebrate that, but I can still be cautious and skeptical of the person that is proclaiming the message. Notice in Philippians, Paul didn't ignore, he didn't ignore the motives of the people who were proclaiming the gospel. He pointed out that, hey, I know some of their motives isn't right. And here's another important aspect. And this is what the part that I was looking to get to. I kind of went on a tangent. In Philippians 1, when Paul says, long as Christ is preached, we got to realize why he's saying that. In the beginning of the chapter, and I got to read this, in Philippians chapter 1, if we go, and remember I said we're going to go backwards. In Philippians 1, And I would recommend you guys to read this entire chapter when you get time later on after you listen to the show. But Philippians one in chapter one, verse 12, Paul says he's talking about why all of this is happening. He says in verse 12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. What is he talking about? What has happened to him? Paul's popularity was because Paul's popularity wasn't because he was traveling around with the choir doing concerts um, and, and, and having guest appearances on big shows and stuff. He got Paul's uh, popularity was spreading because of the persecution he was enduring. Through all the imprisonments and the beatings that he was experienced, he was still boldly proclaiming Jesus despite the persecution. And so as a result of Paul enduring as a good soldier, as he encouraged Timothy, his son in the gospel, the church was get, was was looking at Paul's example of perseverance and boldness in the face of adversity and they were becoming confident in their faith in Jesus. And so you had some who was watching Paul, Paul's example, even though he was suffering for the sake of the gospel, because he was, he was calling men to repentance and he was uh, preaching the gospel. There were those who were jealous of him and wanted to see him suffer more. 
wanted to see him go through more jealousy. And so I think that we as believers have to be cautious have to be cautious one of the things that I've been saying and I really believe is prophetic I really believe it's prophetic some of y'all might think it's pathetic I don't care I've been saying this before this Kanye West situation or whatever I said I believe one of the greatest evils of today isn't an evil that comes in the name of evil or an evil that is coming in the name of evil but an evil that is coming in in the name of God an evil that is coming in the name of Christ and this is outside of even Kanye West I've literally witnessed wolves preach the gospel I've literally like it's for there listen we're not gonna act like there's not false teachers and false prophets out here who don't who who don't that actually um, preach the gospel there are actually false prophets out here and wolves in sheep's clothing that will actually preach the gospel. But the problem is a lot of times they mix the they mix truth with a whole lot of lies. They'll they'll tell you that Jesus died for your sins on the cross for your sins and that you got to turn from your sins and trust in Christ. But they'll also they'll they'll turn around and say, hey, now. Get if you want a blessing, give a thousand dollars. And so. It's it's not just about in word, but it has to be indeed like there has to be a consistency. And one of the things that I shared and, and I'm wrapping, I'm about to wrap up. But one of the things that I noticed. Um being in church my whole life and I even experienced this when I was in college doing ministry in college and I lived on the college campus I lived amongst my peers and as I did ministry on campus and I shared this on on, on another show but I I noticed those who would sing in the in the gospel choir for example in the college gospel choir and when the choir was performing, you could not tell the real from the fake because they were all singing the same songs. They were all had they were all singing passionately. They were performing the songs with the same with similar continences on their face, faces and expressions. But. When I got to know the individuals, there were some who were real about their walk with the Lord. And there were some who just did not care. And so what I'm saying is we have to stop valuing social media and albums and concert performances more than real life like man it's like we're backwards it's it's like 
these things like the stage and television and 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 social media and the news outlets have have consumed us so much that we think these things are actually more real than our everyday life how we love our neighbors like some of us are proclaiming Kanye's salvation and we don't even proclaim salvation on a regular basis like we talking about Kanye like we actually know him personally and to me that's that's scary I think we're in a scary place I think we can rejoice in Christ I think we can glorify Christ and be content in that but I'll say this saints we must stay vigilant we must watch and pray um, and we have to be sober minded as as first and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go there I wasn't even planning to read this scripture, but I think this very fitting as I close. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, it says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now, what's interesting about Lucifer and I'm going to make this point because I think it's an important point. When I study Lucifer, it never says while he was in heaven, the lyrics to the songs he was singing changed. The Bible says that iniquity was found in his heart. It never says that he started singing secular songs or a new song, yet he was still able to deceive one third of the angelic hosts. How do we know Lucifer? Because uh, I could hear some people like, how do you know Lucifer? Well, the Bible calls Lucifer. It says he was the anointed cherub that covers. When you look at cherubs in the Bible, they cry, holy, holy. They sing, they sing unto the Lord. The Bible lets us know that his body he didn't just play an instruments or instruments, but that his body was literally an instrument. And so we have to make sure that Christ is the focus and not you or me or even Kanye. Man, we should we're, we should have the posture and mindset that we're just servants. We must decrease that he increases and see this situation and I'm going to say this and I'm going to really be done this situation with Kanye this is an issue that exists without the Kanye outside of the Kanye situation our churches are full of respective persons some of us don't even know how to think on our own or, or seek God for ourselves and the depth of our walk with God is quotes from John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul and our favorite preachers. But we don't have any revelation knowledge from our personal walk with the Lord. We're, we're, we're committed to groupthink where many of us don't even realize that we've put our pastors on a pedestal where their word is law. 
where our pastors can never be wrong or our favorite preachers can never be wrong. And, and, and what I, what I'm seeing is there's respect of persons where we've put men on such high pedestals that we, that it it's diluting our view of who, of um, what our view should be of God and his majesty and his greatness. Listen, we serve a living savior. He's not dead. He's alive. And listen, I believe that God, though he moves in some of our churches and people are being saved, I don't believe that we're seeing true revival and a true manifestation of God's spirit because we have so many of our agendas in the way. We have motives that are not pure. We have motives that say, hey, I'll glorify God, but hey, I want that new car. God, I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to make you famous. I hate that saying. I'm going to make you famous, but hey, I want to shine too. Jesus Christ is king, but hey, I want to build an empire myself. Man, we have to decrease that he be increased. And so my brothers and my sisters, this is bigger than Kanye. This is bigger than Kanye, man. We have to be vigilant. And listen, I'm, I'll just listen. I. I'm not co-signing. I'm not co-signing this guy. I'm just. I'm, I'm, listen, I pray that he's truly a brother. I, pr- I, I, I pray that God is working in his life. I've heard some good things. But listen, my focus is on me, me, me and my house being in order. Me walking out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Listen, Gabe is a big enough mess. <laughs> I'm I'm working on uh, on surrendering to God on a whole nother level. I don't have time to pick apart and dissect Kanye. Some of us are so distracted by social media, man. Like God is like, man, I want time with you. But but we're giving time to so many other things. And so, listen, I appreciate you guys for listening you know, I, I don't know if I was all over the place, but this, this stuff, man, it's, it's so much going on to on right now. And I pray that we desire God's word above entertainment. My prayer is that we desire God's word above the hoobla, the trends, Like, I really want to see revival. Listen, y'all, I appreciate you guys for listening. You've been tuned in to the Path of Revelation podcast. Listen, if you want to donate to the ministry, you know, I got some things coming up, man, and I need you guys help. You can sow. My cash app is Gabriel T. Parker, Gabriel T. Parker, the cash app. Um, PayPal is Path of Revelation now at gmail.com. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture 
meets scripture. 